Yo, good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Um, so, first of all, happy hump day. So, if you are watching later on, I'll repeat that. But if you're watching the replay, then hashtag happy hump day. As today is hump day, but it's more than just hump day today. It's actually a special day. A special day for those people. A special day for Nintendo. Special day to be Italian. Today is Mario Day. Celebrating uh, Super Mario Brothers, and we're going to talk a little bit about that later on today in the live stream. Uh, we're covering Visible, so uh, talk more about uh, Visible Wireless. Um, you know, I've had them for a while now, and just you know, updates. There's not really too much to update about on Visible, but it is a really good company to try out if you're looking to save money. Then um, definitely one that you want to take a look at. Uh, especially with all the things that you can do now with uh, Visible, basically more focused on savings costs, basically, or cost savings. We'll, we'll, we'll flip them around, and then that will be that. Um, we'll talk about that. We're also going to be talking about Twitter Spaces. If you guys not have heard about it, uh, you guys will now. So we'll talk about Twitter Spaces. And also, that uh, along with Twitter Spaces, that Facebook is also starting to look to get into the same game. So this is a bunch of copycats. But, I mean, I'll tell you what Twitter Spaces are, what Facebook is working on, too, as well. And then we'll wrap it on up with Mario Day Celebration. Or as I didn't wear a Super Mario shirt, so that probably would have been it. But I decided to wear Pinky and the Brain. So, um, go figure. Hey, I mean... They work together just like the Mario Brothers work together. So, I mean, it, I guess it'll kind of work out. Uh, but before I get into all that, uh, my usual spill, you know, we'll run down the normal seas and normal seas. And that's shouts out to the channel members for being members of the channel. I really appreciate you guys for sticking through, holding on, and all that good stuff. So, you guys are pretty amazing for that. I do want to thank you guys so, so much for that. Um, also, for those people who uh, decide that, hey, you know, uh, I want to do a one-time monetary donation, well, this is where you can do it at. So it's PayPal. The PayPal link is right there, uh, paypal.me forward slash Aloha Android. Yes, that was uh, the channel name before. Um, and I'll just leave it at that, you know, just for, like, nostalgic purposes. And also because I just don't feel like changing it. <laughs> so, uh, But that is it. But the best way that you guys can support the channel is literally just by smashing the like button and sharing on social platforms. That really, really, really does help out. Um, I have something on my face. Yeah, it's my face. Thank you so much for that. Um, so um, basically, when you want to think about things, um, we're going to be talking about visible. So we'll just kind of get into that. And uh, visible wireless, you know, a lot, a lot of people, I see a lot of videos on YouTube really just kind of talking about it. Um, literally just going bananas over visible and the cost savings. Now, if you don't know what visible is, allow me to elaborate on this. Uh, visible wireless basically being an, uh, an MVNO that is owned by Verizon. So I just want to make that clear. Verizon owns Visible. Uh, one of the, the, the things about Visible is that it is completely LTE dependent right now and 5G dependent. There is no CDMA side to it. So um, for those people who are just like, they don't care for CDMA, 3G, don't worry about it. Uh, with Visible, you don't really connect it to it at all. Um, 
Now, Visible itself, there is no physical stores, which, you know, could be a plus, could be a bad. It's a plus for a lot of the customers on Visible because Visible spends less on um, on uh, stacking anything and, you know, like the bills. <laughs> oh, this person put stacking. That's funny. That's absolutely funny. Um Anyways, be gone, vagabond. So with that being said, uh, Visible, um, all the savings goes to us customers because there's no physical stores. So that works out beneficial for us. They're not spending money on rent. They're not spending money on electric for physical locations, which you know absolutely works out uh, better for consumers just because consumers, you know, don't they get the savings, right? A lot of the money that visible does make can be put into um, the virtual company. I'll call it a virtual company. That's what they are. And um, for that, we'll see things like, you know, some of the things that visible has like uh, party pay um, party pay. I'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, you know, they brought back their, you know, word of mouth program. So like if you, uh, you know, refer people, you get, uh, you get credit on that. And that credit will actually go towards, towards you. And, and actually the rewards, the referral rewards program is a little bit different now because it could bring your bill down to just five bucks a month. And that's, that's actually pretty cool. Um, how that works. I'll explain, you know, um, now I'll say this visible is not going to work perfectly everywhere. And, 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 and people need to understand that. And, you know, it, it's brought to a lot of people's attention that Verizon is king when it comes to uh, mobile data connectivity to a degree. But you still have to understand there are going to be some places that um, that uh, Verizon just, you know, doesn't have the best service and therefore visible will kind of suffer that same fate. It's not going to have the best connection whatsoever where the LTE or 5G side that is is a given. That is uh, that's with any company. That's with AT and T. That's with T Mobile, right? Um, but Verizon does have less known geographical areas where it, it, it would be weak. It has less of those compared to the other carriers to to an extent. Um, so I just want to point that out because some people will try Visible and it just won't work out for them. So then they'll just be like, oh, well, uh, this, this this sucks. You know, Visible sucks. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's going to suck for you, especially if Verizon sucks in your area. And you, and you can't imagine how many times that when people talk to me outside of YouTube, like on social platforms, and they're like, Visible is crappy. And I, I decided to conversate with them to find out, okay, you know, what's going on? And, you know, I find out that in their area where they're using Visible, Verizon is known to be very weak you know, just not very good. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, they use Verizon. So if Verizon is bad in your area. Visible is going to suffer the same fate. It's not going to do any better. Um, so it just depends. If, if Verizon works good in your area, Visible is going to be fine. Totally. But if it does not, um, like, does not, it's just, it's just not. So that's, that's the way it is. Anyways, so with uh, some of the limitations that Visible has, because Visible does have some limitations, so we'll tell you guys that here in a little bit. Uh, but we're going to pull up their site, just kind of take a look at them, um, give you guys like a, a little tour 
of the site itself. That's funny. I type invisible and it <laughs> brings me mint. Mint mobile and visible are just pretty much like top dogs right now. Um, when it comes to cost savings, prepaid service providers, it is what it is on that. So anyways, visible wireless, um, like I said, no stores, no physical stores. So here you have it. This is the visible website. Um, they use, it's funny because they use the emoticons. If you see that, the, the smiley emoticon. And I have a shirt that was given to me by them. And on the back of the shirt, it just got like all these different emoticons. And people always ask me about those. They're like, oh, that's a, that's a nostalgic thing right there. Emoticons before emojis was a thing. And I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, well, what's visible? And I, I explained to them what visible is. Um, so I'm like a walking billboard sometimes uh, with that visible shirt on and sharing with people and also giving out my referral code. And this is the reason why that I amassed a lot of credit. Uh, when I first started with Visible, was it, um, about uh, two, almost two years ago? Just about because it was twenty, twenty nineteen or twenty. Yeah, it was twenty nineteen. Yeah, so almost two years ago. This coming uh, June would make it my two year anniversary with Visible, and um, you know when I got the shirt from them, basically I was just advertising for them, basically. Not being paid to, but just basically advertising because I'm wearing the shirt and people were just curious about it. The emoticons is very catchy. People were just like, whoa, that's a pretty cool shirt. And then when they're like, well, what's this visible thing? Then I got to explain to them what visible is. Anyways, so here's the site itself. Okay. Um, the plans, <laughs> as you can see, they're pretty good with their website because it says plan, not plans. Some websites will only like some companies will only have like one plan, but in their website, say plans, they'll do plural. And uh, yeah, visible is pretty smart on that. <laughs> they won't. They, uh, they know what they're doing. But anyways, uh, we go to the plan, okay? So these are some of the things that you get with Visible, right? Unlimited everything and no hidden fees. So you get unlimited data, messages, and minutes you love without hidden fees or raising your costs, right? Um, they just recently added this, this feature to it, calling to Canada and Mexico included, access international calling to specific countries at no additional cost. So you can call somebody in Canada, you can call somebody in Mexico, and it's just like calling someone domestically here in the United States. Uh, all the hotspot usage you can handle. So there's no data limits on your hotspot. Now it is capped. It is it is capped. I think at five megabits per second, but the, uh, the usage of the hotspot actually is pretty good. Uh, I've tried it myself. And then you get 24-7 access to human assistance. So the, the way to actually deal with, with Visible and um, if you're needing help and things like that is actually dealing with them through the through chat within the Visible app. And you can actually deal with somebody one-on-one. I've never had a situation where I had to talk to anyone like over the phone to Visible. Um, but, you know, it's it's uh, I've never really had any reasons to need to talk to them like over the phone and I, I, I haven't been, I haven't had major issues with visible. So, you know, consider myself blessed for that. Um, hey, Eric, how's it going, man? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate you being here. But so again, you get unlimited everything. You get unlimited hotspot cap that five megabits, five megabits per second, but still unlimited hotspot. And then most recently adding calling to Canada and Mexico. That's actually pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And yes, the flat rate for visible single line is $40 a month. So it's 40 bucks a month for this. Um, but here they kind of talk about 
the two things that you can do to bring your bill down. Now, first of all, the biggest one is party pay. Uh, join a party, pay as low as $25 a month. So that's $15 off your bill when you join a party. Now, a party is a group of people collectively together to lower their bill. So you you don't, it's not a family plan. It could be a family plan. Like if you sign up for Visible and, you know, your your wife and your children are going to be on Visible with you, then yeah, basically you just created a family plan with this. But if you are a single person, you know, or it's just like you and a significant other, but you guys don't have kids or anything like that, you can join other people's parties and get the reduced bill amount. So it's not just a limitation to those people that's in your local area. You can join a party where like the, the main person on the party account lives in New York and like a couple of the other party members maybe live throughout Florida, North Carolina, Tennessee. You know, you don't have to be in the same state and same region or anything like that. All you need is their invite code to join their party. Now, before party pay used to be limited to only four members on there. So that would be the main party uh the, the main party owner and then three other people on it and you would get $25. But one of the biggest problems that visible customers were complaining about is that when you had your party filled up, so it's yourself plus three other people and it was filled up, you couldn't take any more people and you're getting the $25 savings. There was no alert to tell you if someone decided, Hey, I'm done with visible. I'm porting my number over somewhere else. And they would leave. You would get no message telling you, that they left. So the only way you knew was that you had to check your visible account through the app, you know, at least once a week to see if your when you go to your billing on the app or on the website to see if your bill is at $25 or if it says your next monthly charge is $30, well then you know somebody left. So um, to rectify that problem, Visible opened up party pay where it had an unlimited amount of people to follow. So that means that right now, currently, like my party group could have 100 people on it. And I will link my uh, my party group in the description for anyone that hasn't joined a party yet by now. If you'd like to join a party that you're for sure knowing that the person who who is who is the owner of that party group is not going anywhere then hit my hit my link and join my party and you'll be good. You're good. Um, but you can have as many people in a party pay now. That And the reason why they did that, you know, obviously, I mean, why why put a limitation to how many people could be in a party? I mean, it doesn't reduce the bill further beyond $25. I mean, if you have four or more people in there, you will have your bill at 25 bucks, and that's the lowest that you're going to get it at with party pay. Um, so if you have 50 people on there, you don't have to worry about, well, uh, maybe somebody poured it out. You know, because uh, 50 people, one person ports out 49 people, you're still over the four person mark. So you still get the discount of $15 to bring your bill down to 25. So that's, you know, uh, uh, good on uh, Visible for doing that. You know what I mean? I always felt it was weird when it was like, okay, I had a party. I can only have three other people besides myself on it. And, you know, I'd like to help anybody out there that wants to get a low bill. I mean, who doesn't want to have a low bill every month? So why not? You know, that that's the thing. Like, why not? Um, so that is one of the ways that you can save when you join Visible. Now, you can actually stack this with Visible referrals. And it says right here, bring a friend, get a month for five bucks. So love Visible, let your friends know. When someone you refer signs up, 
your payment will drop to five bucks the following month. And don't worry, you're still eligible if you're in a party. Uh, the best part, you can bank your referrals. That means if 12 people sign up using the unique code found on the account page, you'll pay five bucks each month for the entire year. So this is actually pretty cool. And yes, like I just said, you can have visible party pay and you can stack this with visible party pay. Um, but literally what it is from this new referral program, because they had a referral program when when uh, when I started with visible almost two years ago and they took the referral program away because they unveiled the party pay to get the discount on that. So um, that ran for a while. Now they brought the referrals back, but it's, but it's much different. So when you, when you sign up for visible and your accounts all set up, you get your phone is activated. When you go back into your account, into your account information, you will see where it says referrals and you will see like a, like a little um, line grid, kind of like a line meter and it has 12 slots, like 12 blocks. And as you get referrals, so when you send out your referral code to invite people to join Visible and they use it and sign up, you will get that referral bar filled up. Now, you can get a max of 12. So that means that if you get 12, that means for an entire year, your phone bill will be only 5 bucks. Now, the cool thing about it is, is that if you get 12 referrals and then you use one of them, so like the next month comes up, your bill's only five bucks, you pay that. Then the uh, the referral bar in your account will show 11 instead of 12. But say, you know, you pay your 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 five your five dollar bill, you you know, you're going as usual. You posted your referral code on Twitter and someone happens to find it. You have 11 referrals completed so you have 11 more months of just paying five bucks and then somebody decides to use your referral code well what happens with that is is that it restacks back on to the to the other referrals that you successfully done so now you've moved back up from 11 to 12 so literally if you just kept getting at least one referral every month after you filled up 12 then every time that your bill comes up and you spend $5 for service and it drops down to 11, somebody uses a referral again of yours, you can go back up to 12. So literally you can, you can push this for how long this, this runs until visible changes its uh, referral program and how it works. You can literally use this and only pay five bucks a month. So that's, that is a, a nice touch for anyone out there that wants to, uh, that wants to literally save on their bill. Hey, good morning, Metalhead555. Google's own physical debit card, maybe? Are you excited? Are they really making one? Because they had one before. I have it right here, Google Wallet. I still have mine. And it just sits and does nothing. <laughs> but, I mean, they're making another one, another debit card. They're really going for it. Is it because Apple and, and, and the Apple card got so popular that Google's like, man, we we had a debit card and we got rid of it. We should bring it back type of thing. I don't know. Um, then it's getting back to visible. So what, what are the caveats of visible? Well, I mean, phone selection is going to be the, uh, the big thing as you can bring your own device, but doesn't mean that you can bring any unlocked device. You got to bring a device that's compatible with a Verizon's network and visible. And um, to be quite honest with people, the safest bet way to go with unlocked phones is to go with the unlocked uh, iPhone. On the Android side, uh, your chances is an unlocked Pixel. Um, 
But anyways, so here is the phone selection that they have. Obviously, they, you can bring your own device. You just got to make sure it's compatible. But if you if it is compatible, uh, you can actually at this time with a promo get a, a hundred dollar gift card. Now this is a, a virtual Visa, mat, uh, yeah, Visa card. Uh, and so yeah, but anyways, you can get a hundred dollar gift card for bringing your own device. Uh, if you get the uh, Galaxy S twenty one, that's two hundred dollars, as well as the S twenty one plus and the uh yeah i don't see the the s21 ultra but you know it has all the iphone 12 the different uh, variants of it so the mini the 12 the pro and then the pro max they are out of stock on the pixel 5s they have run out <laughs> um motorola edge is a device you could buy with them one plus eight the google pixel 4a 5g the galaxy uh, s20 fan edition you have uh, what they call the Visible Blade X1. So I'm assuming this is created by ZTE. Uh, you got the Apple iPhone SE, the Pixel 4a, uh, Galaxy A51, Galaxy A21. Uh, you got the A11, the Moto E, the ZTE Blade A7 Prime. You have the uh, Blade A3 Prime from ZTE, the iPhone 11, the iPhone 10s pre-owned one, so not brand new. Um, you get the 10R, which is also pre-owned, the 10, which is also pre-owned, and then the iPhone 8, which is also pre-owned. So you can buy pre-owned iPhones from them. Um, they're still kind of pricey, though. Oh, $300 plus for those phones. So that is a caveat to it, is that you either got to buy a phone that's from them, um, or you you can bring your own device as long as it is compatible. But it has to be compatible. So that's that's the downer. That's the downside to visible probably the, <clears throat> probably the only downside i can even think of that anyone would really gripe about visible is just like yeah they don't really have a phone selection and and, and i know this would be a becoming problem because it was the same thing with google fi google fi, google fi didn't have much of a phone selection over the years i would hear that a lot in comments and then e- even boost mobile when i used to um, talk about boost mobile quite a bit people were just like well there's not enough phone selections or their phone selection sucks you know type of thing so I do know phone selections play a major part, a major, 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 major part. <clears throat> anyway, that's visible in a nutshell for everybody. Um, like I said, I will put my uh, my party pay and my referral code discount in the description for anyone out there that wants to use it. It'll be there for those that you know catch the replay within the week, within the month, within the next couple of months, my uh, referral code and everything will be in the description and it's, it's ready and available for anyone to try out. So, um, all right, we're kind of switching tracks here now, kind of moving away from visible. So definitely for those people that, you know, are interested in visible, just go check them out. What, what can you lose? 25 bucks a month. Seriously. I mean, you can find a party. There's Facebook pages that are dedicated for people to share their party pay or find a party account to join and join party pay and get the discount to 25 bucks a month. So just what are you waiting for, man? Just try it out. Okay. So switching tracks a little bit. Let's talk about Twitter spaces. Okay. So first of all, in order to understand what Twitter spaces is, you got to understand who Twitter spaces, the dog was, the Twitter space was born through a three-legged. Never mind. I was quoting. Um, I was quote. I was quoting half baked when they tried to find out who uh, who killer who killed killer, the dog. But anyways, shameless joke. Shameless joke. 
Twitter spaces. If you want to know what Twitter spaces is, you got to understand like what the next hype is in the social media realm, the realm of communications through apps on platforms. You have to understand what those, what that is. Right. Um, so it was all about microblogging before, and then it was all about posting pictures and videos and then came about picture portfolios such as Instagram. And then Snapchat was just like, Oh yeah, you can send a picture and it'll disappear. And, but Jen, you know, they just, added on more things to Snapchat and then Facebook and Twitter and Instagram was like, yo, that story idea from Snapchat's pretty good. So then they implemented that into their platform to entice people to kind of just stay with them like a one-stop shop. Like, Oh yeah, you can microblog on Facebook. You can share a picture on Facebook. You can share a video on Facebook. You can post a story on Facebook, you know, um, other things too is live streaming. So then Facebook brought in live streaming Twitter, you know, had Periscope and now Periscope goes away at the end of this month. But live streaming on Twitter will still be there because you can live stream directly from the Twitter app. You don't have to have the Periscope app to live stream. So little by little, each of these platforms adds things to it. And now they're adding another thing to it. Facebook is doing it, too, because it's already been noted that Facebook is working on something similar to Twitter Spaces. Now, Twitter Spaces is like a group conversation type thing. If you have an iPhone, you've probably heard of people joining something called Clubhouse. Clubhouse is like having, you know, it's like it's just having an audio conversation. So literally what it is is that you're creating these online rooms that have guests inside of it. And the one person who created the room and then uh, a couple of moderators that the room owner had promoted and given duties as being a moderator for the room. Now, it's all voice based. So it pretty much would look like this. If like I was in Clubhouse, right? So there's no faces. You would just have this little avatar just like this and you would hear someone talking and then you would see this face. What up, Carlos? You would you would see like, you know, this avatar right here. There, there is no video. So that's pretty much what Clubhouse is. Now, Twitter is doing the same thing with Twitter spaces. They are trying to have active conversations uh, on Twitter. And... Uh, and having people do this. And I don't know if you guys may have seen this, if you're like avidly on Twitter quite a bit, but you may have seen people like Austin Duncan and, and uh, MKBHD and all of them, they have beta access to this. And so they've been trying it out and um, you can literally go in and just like, when, like if you look at the top where it has fleets, where all your fleets are at, you know, your Twitter stories, um, if they are live on an audio conversation with, um, with spaces, you would see like a purple shade around their fleet, uh, you know, icon on the top of, uh, of the Twitter feed. And when you click on it, it will bring you into the, into the space. You'll see everybody who's in the conversation. So it doesn't just, you know, show the people speaking, but it shows those people who are listening. So you'll know who's in there and you can just, you can just sit and listen, you know, it's audio, you know, and, and it's becoming a, a sensation to do this because Facebook is actually doing the same thing now too. They're they're creating the same thing right now too. They are trying to do this, and uh, you know it's, it, it's kind of refreshing because um, first of all, the stuff cannot. I, I won't say it cannot be. I'm sure there's a way to do it, and somebody with you know the the most intelligent mind will figure it out. But technically, it's not intended for any of these conversations to be archived. Now, the host itself, Twitter, will archive for 30 days 
as they say, just in case there's been any violations of terms and services, any cyberbullying, any of that stuff, they'll be able to find and then remove the account from Twitter completely. But technically, like, like for instance, if I had Twitter space access and I created a space and invited everybody that follows me on Twitter in to listen to a conversation such as this and just, you know, just do my daily theme, just walk around, do my thing and just talk to them. Um, I can't archive myself a copy of that to share on YouTube so everyone can hear the conversation or whatever. Like you can't do that. Um, but Twitter can't clubhouse. I don't think it, it, I don't think it does at all archive anything. So uh, once the conversation has ended, once, you know, everyone's gone from the, from the, from the room that was created to have the conversation in, it's done. Um, I'm sure that they hold the conversations for anything. Cause you know, if someone comes on there and said, and, and, and has like an elaborate plan to rob the federal reserve bank, you know, if someone reports it to the FBI, obviously they got to get an archive copy of that conversation from clubhouse. So they, they gotta be, they gotta be archiving it to a degree, but it's not, it's not for, for the users, for the consumers to know that they're archiving. It's for their legal protection. Um, and I don't think they, they archive it for very long. I think they only hold it for us an allotted amount of time. And if there's nothing that comes up about that, you know, they just get rid of it. Maybe a year. Who knows? Who knows how long they archive this stuff? But main point is, is that it's not meant to be archived by users to share on other platforms. So, um, yeah, Clubhouse is privacy and prevents trolls. Definitely. Um, so, you know, I mean... That's uh, that's Twitter in a nutshell. Twitter doing its thing, and and Twitter and Facebook copying every just about every good idea that comes out there. Um, personally, you know, I'll say this: um, I don't know if I'm going to invest my time in Twitter Spaces, only because I kind of feel like that. You know, all they're doing is just trying to be on the hype train. Once that um, once that boat has sailed, and let's say like everything calms down. I feel like that Twitter won't even give it the time of day as far as like developing it more and more and more, or maybe they will. If, if it, if it overshadows fleets, who knows clubhouse doesn't store anything for information. This is why I'd be in Twitter trying to copy it to have clubhouse taken out. Uh, that's rumors. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe they don't archive anything at all or like we're not supposed to know that they archive anything but i do feel like that they have to archive something because like i said if if someone went on clubhouse and just like literally said okay you know i'm scared to say this because i don't want anyone to take this but let's say like if someone goes in and says that they're going that they're going to assassinate a certain person right a certain top person that everybody knows and um and they give out a detailed elaborate plan and then disappear well you know maybe like we're not to know that clubhouse archives, but they have to have some sort of archive in place in case for leak for, you know, legality reasons. They, they, you know, it just be so totally weird. Um, but maybe it's something that, you know, they don't just go around telling people like, yeah, we keep an archive record of everything. Like, no. And it's not like it's an archive that, that can, you know, like if it was like a conversation from five years ago, they're going to be able to go back and go and see it. I'm pretty sure there's limitations to how long they will archive the conversation before it gets scrapped. But for legal purposes, I feel like that they have to, because I mean, in any ways, if someone was to go and say like, oh yeah, you know, a clubhouse does this and people on there are like this and they're like this, you know, let's see. It's up to the mod that they want to do. 
they want to do it and you assign your own. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there, there's, there's some kind of way of doing it, you know, but ultimately like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like clubhouse is not, is not in the business of archiving audio to even share to any platform, you know, which Twitter spaces, they're, they're kind of doing the same thing, but not really. They are archiving and they've made it known. They are archiving any conversation that's done on spaces for 30 days. But it doesn't mean you have access to the archive to grab it and share it. Now, of course, you technically could. Um, I don't know if you're able to um, screen record while you're on, you know, such places like Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces and stuff like that. You know, because someone probably could. They could just like, you know, go in and then on their phone, hit screen record, like whether on iOS, swipe up and just hit the record or on Android, go from the drop down, hit screen record, turn on audio from from device and then hit start. And then you can record the whole conversation and then share it. I don't know. But I mean, it's it's possible. It's possible to do it and on Android, especially because, you know, Android, if you have a rooted Android phone, there's so many ways you can just block other applications from talking to each other to knowing what the other one is doing. So that is something that is, uh, you know, it, it, it's there. It's, it, it can be done if you wanted to archive it for say such purposes, like sharing uh, the conversation that you had, like maybe it was like an, an amazing conversation. You knew like the topic was going to be amazing and the people that were in there were just vibing off each other. And so you want to share that on YouTube and you can do that. Of course you would need everybody's consent <laughs> to post it to YouTube, you know, so you had to be like, Hey guys, I'm screen recording this and I was recording all the audio and I'm going to share it on YouTube. And then everyone's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. You know, <laughs> who knows? Someone's going to figure that out. Someone will figure that out. And that would actually allow more people than like what even StreamYard will allow to be on, you know, at one time. It just it wouldn't be a live situation. You would have to like record it. And if you wanted it to kind of emulate a live on YouTube, you would have to upload the video footage of it with the audio and then set your upload to a premiere. And then it's kind of like a live because everyone can comment. It just wouldn't actually be like a true live. Um, but Twitter Spaces is coming. It's in beta right now, and people that have access to Twitter beta have been given an invite to join it. I have not, so I don't have access to Twitter spaces. But I know some of the the top figureheads in the tech space have already gotten their access to it, obviously. Twitter probably even reached out to them and say, hey, Marquez, we have this new thing called spaces. Would you like to try it? I know they had to have done that. You know, because Twitter Twitter is up Schitt's Creek. I don't know if anyone knows this, but but Twitter has caught itself a bad rep. It really has. Jack Dorsey is a freaking idiot. Um, And it's not just for a political point of view, so people can, you know, calm down and untie that thong that's going up the backside. It's not just the political side of things, but it's the decisions that Jack Dorsey made. Okay. Right now, political is where they're looking at. And so if they can cancel people and silence people, that have a political point of view. Just imagine if you're on Twitter talking about Super Mario Brothers and Twitter doesn't like Super Mario Brothers. They prefer Sonic the Hedgehog. And so you keep talking about Super Mario Brothers and eventually they just silence you. Your tweets aren't seen. They're, they're, they're shadow banned or even they just take your, your account away. And then you're just absolutely screwed. <laughs> Let's see. Um, if I report you for for bully, let's say the mod has has to record, or has to record a record, a record. If they don't, there's no record. Oh, okay, so the mods can record it and then submit an archive to to Clubhouse to actually uh, ban the account. Got you. 
So again, there is a form of archiving. It's just not like one that Clubhouse keeps. Like Clubhouse doesn't keep the archive. The moderators create an archive and send it in. And then that gets disposed of after the, the whole matter's been settled. Okay, that makes sense. Got you now. Twitter's not like that. They archive everything for, for 30 days. But yeah, um, so, you know, Twitter has just got a really bad rap. And it's, while it has a bad rap, a lot of people are just like, I don't want to use Twitter anymore. Like, trust me, I don't want to use Twitter anymore. But I do have people on Twitter that follow me on there. And it's got to be bigger than me. It's got to be bigger than, than my personal feelings. Um, I watch what I say on Twitter. As a matter of fact, it's the reason why I have two Twitter accounts. I have my, you know, actual, my Twitter account. And then I have a Twitter account that represents this podcast. That way it allows me to, to speak freely because, you know, I, I don't care what people say about me, much less do I care about what other people think about me. Hey, what's going on? Good morning, Yoda. And may the force be with you. Um, I really don't. I don't have time to sit and worry about what other certain people have to say about me or whatever. That's just not living at all whatsoever. Um, and so it doesn't bother me if I openly say like, you know, like I'm not, you know, in, in favor of, you know, the liberal idea today. It doesn't bother me to say that. Let's see. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm back on Parlor, and I'm also on MeWe. I've been on MeWe for a long time. I just hardly get on it, you know, just because most people that I know that, and I've told them about MeWe, they don't go to MeWe. So I really like MeWe. I really do. I just wish that MeWe would have live streaming on it. If it did, hands down, close out Facebook and everything else. You know, if 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 most of the people that I know were on MeWe, then I would just give up Facebook and Twitter completely. Um. But yeah, I'm on both those platforms. So you can find me. I'll search you on there. I don't know, unless I'm already following you, because I haven't been on MeWe in a while. I might log on today, but I actually like it. I, I like the setup of MeWe. So if you're on MeWe, let me know. Like leave a comment and I will follow you. Um it's really hard to balance so many social platforms. That's one of the biggest things too. But like Twitter, you know, is where there's you know, there's people at that follow me and they 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 stay on Twitter. And so you know, just to kind of engage with them. I keep it, I keep my accounts on Twitter and I still post and tweet and live stream occasionally every now and then. Um, so yeah, I mean, Twitter spaces, another carbon copy of, of someone else's great idea. <laughs> and so first they ripped off Snapchat. Now they're ripping off clubhouse, but I mean, it just really, it's just a battle of like, you know, who's going to do it good. And Twitter feels like that they, that they've got it because, you know, Twitter is already a huge platform and Facebook thinks they've got it because they're already a huge platform. But I think the, the, the one thing that Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg are forgetting is that even though their, their platforms are huge, they're forgetting that some people just want to get away from their platforms. And so does that mean that they will actually beat out Clubhouse? I doubt it. I doubt that they will. What's good? Good morning, Blaze. How's it going? You know, um, I'm glad you guys are here. I had a troll this morning, by the way. It's kind of funny, but it was like a really lame troll. You know, this, before I jump into Mario Day, it was such a lame troll. And it's because they were like, hey, you got something on your face. I'm like, yeah, haha, my face, you know, they, they tried. They tried. So I give them an A for effort, but an F for actually trolling because they failed at that. Um, but anyways, so today is Mario Day. How many of you, how many of y'all knew that that today was Mario Day? Um, just by 
that's weird. I, can't, I was about to say just by a show of hands, like, huh? Like, like anyone's, I mean, well, you guys could type the hand emoji in the comments, but it's not like anyone's really going to raise their hand. I'm like looking at the comments to see who raises their hands. Like, this is how half asleep I am. Like, I, I just, I woke up about, you know, 58 minutes ago. <laughs> it's like 18 minutes before I started this live stream. Splashed water on my face and just came, sat down and set up the, the live stream. Um, but yeah. Mario, actually pretty cool. I want to show you guys. I'm gonna share with you guys a clip of, of like one of my absolute favorite top Mario games, and, and it's probably gonna shock people because people kind of go go the, the cliche answer, like they go with, like, yeah, my favorite one is Super Mario Bros. the original. Some people, Mario Bros. three and uh, Super Mario World on Super Nintendo, and those are also on my top. But, uh, yeah, this one happens to be, and I'll explain why. In a little bit. It's a good time. It's like a throwback to the nostalgic days. But yeah, Mario for me is one of my top Mario games to play. Modernized with graphics and, uh, and game mechanics, but also a throwback to the original Mario Bros. But also kind of blending Super Mario World type into it. So it's like. It's like the, the best of the generations. It pulls from each generation really good. fun game. What the? <laughs> One of the famous five bottles. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Am I still on the keto? Uh, I'll be honest with you, I've kind of like slowed down on that. I'm still fasting. I don't eat until 2.30 in the afternoon my time until 8.30 at night. But I mix it up, I do eat some fruits and stuff like that, so it's not it's not strictly it's not strictly all keto. Which I should get back into it because that actually does well. Like keto with fasting does very, very well, so I should get back to that. But I'm just fasting right now. 
This is so sad. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I thought they did too, but it doesn't. They don't bother me. This game ultimately probably one of the one of my favorite ones just because like I said it it it, it pulls from the original Mario <laughs> Like I said it pulls from the original Mario it pulled from Super Mario World <clears throat> but with updated gaming mechanics and uh and new new powers so a salute to the Mario Brothers for Mario Day. While you're at it, tell me what was your favorite Super Mario game from any any era? What was like your all-time top favorite? I still feel bad because Luigi gets treated like. Like he's he's Mario's brother and he gets treated bad sometimes. But like not 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 super bad, just in a comical way, like right here, you know. I mean he he's nice enough to bring them a balloon to make their way back to Peach's castle. And you know, Mario's gotta have the lady, so oh, oh. door closes and Luigi's just ah. left behind. Oh, oh. That is, that is so bad. If I was Luigi, I would have thrown a pipe up Mario. Oh. Mario. Oh. <laughs> oh. Crazy. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Mario 64. Mario 64, I have to say, is... Mario 64, I really have to say, is like like uh, probably in my top five of all Mario games. It's like in my top five. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, from, from, from seeing the Mario Brothers first introduced and actually in, in, in the, their first game is actually with them and Donkey Kong. They would have to, like, try to bypass, uh, you know, uh, Donkey Kong's uh, barrels that he would throw down those little things. So you have to make it to the top. Uh, then Super Mario Brothers came. Um, you either bought, you either got Super Mario Brothers as itself in the Nintendo cartridge, or as the most popular one that you'll find is uh, the Mario Duck Hunt combo. Um, but yeah, Mario, again, Happy Mario Day! Big shout out to Mario. Um, you know, a phenomenal character. Um, of course, you know, like I, like I told people, I was more of a Sega guy, so Sega Genesis was my thing. Sonic the Hedgehog was, you know, my all time favorite game to play, but. Um, you know, playing Super Mario Brothers was kind of fun. There's a lot of uh, a lot of good memories of it too. You know, because my my sister likes the game. My lady loves playing Mario. She totally kicks ass on Mario Galaxy. I mean, record time she beat Mario Galaxy in one day when she binge played the whole game, and I was just like amazed sitting sitting there watching her play. It was Mario Galaxy two that she actually beat in one day, just about. Um, but yeah, that she's really good at the game. Um. My second oldest son is really good at Mario. My kids love playing Mario. I mean, they still have uh, Mario Run on their their phones. They played that. I played Mario Run when I downloaded it on my phone, but that would be also one of my favorite games to play too as well is Mario Run. So it wasn't too bad. Um, The graphics pretty much identical to uh, Super Mario Brothers Wii. Um, But yeah, this is one of my top favorite games to play is is, uh, Mario Brothers for Wii. So... Yeah. Um, between the 3D Mario games and the and the 2D Mario games, I would say the 2D side-scrolling games are more more of my forte than the 3D ones. Um, but I, I like playing the 3D ones also as well. They're pretty fun to play. Um, anyways, uh, have you seen uh, Super Nintendo World in, in in Japan's Universal Studios? I've heard about it. I've never been there. It is a place that I do want to visit and see, though. I'll be honest. I'll be very honest about that. Um, anyways, uh, but to, um, to talk a little bit about the fasting, because I haven't talked about that in a while. I'm still doing it. So um, because of the holidays and everything like that, I kind of lapsed. You know what I mean? I'll be, I'll be honest about it. Kind of lapsed a little bit on it. Um, because I was actually going like 20 by four. That was what I was doing. I was doing 20 by four and, um, I went back to 18 by six. So that's what I'm currently on right now. So I don't, I don't eat anything until about two 30 in the afternoon until eight 30 at night. Um, now the, the, one of the, I don't, don't want to say it's the best way. Cause I'm not a professional licensed doctor or anything like that to be giving out medical advice to that extent. But I will say what worked really good for me, what made a really huge impact on me was when I was doing the fasting and I was also doubling it up with going keto. So, you know, no starches, no rice, no bread, no pasta, none of that stuff. It was just basically all meat and veggies. That was all that I would eat. And, um, that coupled with, you know, an 18 hour fasting window 
was working out to be really, really, really good. Um, currently, right now, it's slowed down for me only because keto is not involved anymore. Um, so, you know, I just want to make that kind of clear. Uh, keto is not involved anymore uh, to, to that extent. I need to get back on it. So I'm currently sitting at 165. as where I'm sitting at. So I am 25 away from reaching my goal of 140. I'm 25 pounds. This guy dropped 25 pounds and I'm at my goal. Um, so I know that the missus and I, uh, we've put a plan together. So, you know, she's also doing the fasting with me. She's back on it. And, um, but now we're, now we're kicking it into, we're going to kick it into, um, at incorporating keto into it again. Um, also, you know, because it, it's, it's warmed up here in Phoenix, uh, we're going back to doing hikes. So on either Twitter or Instagram, I'll be live streaming every now and then when I'm hiking out here um, and just kind of just talking story with everybody and maybe show you guys like the scenery of the desert out here in, in Arizona. Uh, those are some of the things to, you know, kind of be expecting here soon. Or maybe I'll just like do the live stream on YouTube from the app and just like YouTube live stream my, my hikes, um, the views and things that I see because we go to different trails here. But um, definitely. Now, one of the things that, I, that I'll say does work, and a shout, shout out to Ray for this one, a 24-hour 24 24-hour 24 water fast really, really, really does work. And somebody else told me that they were doing um, a water fast. I don't remember who. Whoever um, told me they were doing that, uh, if you're not on the live right now, comment in the replay if you actually see this. And uh, let everyone know. But a 24-hour water fast, you can actually drop a significant amount of weight. Um, and when I say significant, is because weight loss is not meant to, like, burn so many pounds in such a little time. Like, you know, to to lose weight healthy, you, you can't just drop that type of weight dramatically. You know, it, it's going to take time. That's, that is the secret to weight loss. There is no, you know, I'm going to lose 40 pounds in one week. I mean, it, it can be done. But it'll also be detrimental to your body. Um, so a 24-hour water fast can greatly reduce just about three pounds in a day. But it's not three pounds of body fat or body weight. To be quite honest with everybody, it's really not. I mean, you're, you're detoxing your body. You're flushing out all the toxins and everything like that. But as you're fasting, the amount of water that you're drinking... Um, you are losing some of the water weight at the same time. You're replenishing it with water, so you're staying hydrated, but you're also losing the water weight at the same time. So, you know, that's the key. Now, with keto and fasting, the reason why that that actually works good together as a combination for me is just because of the fact that, you know, when you when you are fasting and you, you hit your 18-hour fasting window, because, like, I think it's, like, at 14 hours, roughly about, I think, 14 or 12, 12 or 14 hours, you've hit the state of ketosis, which is where your body is literally using your body fat for energy. So your liver is processing your body fat. It's using it for, for energy. It's no longer relying on sugar. It's not relying on anything else that um, other than your own body fat, uh, which is what your body should be doing. And um, So when you're in a state of ketosis and say it is your feed, your feeding cycle, 
So you're going to feed in that six hour window. When you continuously feed on just, you know, meat and veggies and no, nothing with carbohydrates, nothing with uh, refined sugars and things like that, your body is still going to stay in that state of ketosis. It's still going to continue to use body fat for energy rather than using sugar and carbs to, um, to energize the body. And so that's why they work well together. That, that is the whole point of what fasting is. A lot of people look at fasting and they're like, it's not good for you. You're starving your body. But people are built differently. Okay. This is something that people kind of forget. People are built differently. So some people, they their metabolism is great. It's fast. You know, they, you know, their metabolism is really fast. You know, they go to the bathroom like two or three times a day, which the, the body normally should. Some people have a slow metabolism. Some people don't even go to the bathroom, but just to do number ones, they do number twos, maybe like once or twice a week. There's people that's like that. They're built differently. And so you have to go by what your body does, how it is, and until it starts to make the changes more towards a healthier bod. So um, when, when you are fasting, while other people be like, you're starving yourself, you're not really starving yourself because most of the time when people eat, they're not eating because their body needs needs sustenance. They're not eating for that reason. They're eating because they're used to eating at that time, because they're thinking of something that tastes good and it's triggering their mind to say, hey, I want some food. I want that food. You know, like if you if you love Cuban food or if you love Japanese cuisine, things like that, you crave it, your body's going to want to eat it. Um, you know, you don't really need to eat most of the time that you are feeling hungry. Um, this is the reason why, like, you know, a lot of... Uh, you know, um, medical uh, professionals will say this, like, you know, hey, yeah, when you're hungry, just drink water and your hunger will go away because technically your body's still full. Now, if you drink water and you're drinking cups of water and you're still hungry and your body's, you know, really kind of fighting, you know, because it wants something to eat, well, then, yeah, you know, you really need to eat. But, you know, if you can make yourself full just by drinking an eight ounce glass of water, your, your stomach is still pretty full from whatever you ate earlier, you, you know, you're just eating to eat. Let's see. Uh, what recipes and meals do you go off of on the keto diet? Is there any specific websites you choose to get info off of? Um, so I follow a group on Facebook that has to do with keto dieting. And then I get tips from people in there. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll find the link later. Uh, when I go into my Facebook and then I'll post it back on this live stream in the comments. Um, or I'll po- actually, I'll just post it in the community tab on my YouTube page where I go to and where I get good recipes from for, for the keto diet. Um, and just, I just follow just different groups and get people's, uh, you know, perspectives and ideas and, you know, just see, this is where, this is how I, you know, like I knew that people had to be different and learn things differently in a different way or reacted differently towards fasting and towards the keto diet. Um, so by joining a group, I get different perspectives from different people and it allows me to kind of understand like where this is going to go, if it's going to work for me or not. I mean, of course it's going to work if you stick by it. Hey, good morning, Jane. Welcome. It's going to work if you stick by it. You just have to stick by it. But how people will respond to fasting or how they will respond, you know, to keto or how they'll respond to doing both, you know, that's totally different. And you have to kind of just look at that, uh, that way. So Um, but for me, I'll tell you this much right now. Like when I was like really, really, really heavy on the keto along with my fasting, 
I'll tell you right now, what I mostly ate was fish. So like I went to the store, bought fresh salmon, bought fresh cod, uh, bought, you know, fresh pollock, you know, and, and that's what I would eat. I would eat that with some asparagus. I would eat that uh, with a light, small salad, no dressing. That's what I would eat was fish. Fish is very lean. It has no fat. It literally has almost zero fat. Some fish have fat. Some don't have any fat at all whatsoever. So it's very, very lean. Um, avocados is good. No, avocados is healthy fat. Bacon is hella good. You know, bacon is what I was using as a snack. uh, How long did the keto flu last for you? The keto flu. I don't know exactly what you mean by the keto flu. Now, if you're talking about like, you know, um, because like terminology and stuff like that, I don't gravitate more towards, you know, I just follow what what I read and what I see. Um, If you're talking about like when you first start the keto diet and like just the way that your body responds to it, because you are basically changing the way that you eat. Yeah. You will kind of feel a little different. You will feel a little sluggish. It's just like when, when, uh, when people who are so used to drinking soda drop drinking any soda at all whatsoever, you kind of feel odd. You feel a little bit weird only because you're not getting, you're not getting that type of sugar in your body anymore. Your body's not getting it. So of course it's like detoxing from it. So if you're talking about the state that when you first start keto and you're like detoxing from no longer consuming starch products like bread, rice, and pasta, um, that was like maybe like a week. It was like a week that I felt just slightly weird, you know, tempted. Uh, my body felt like that. It was, you know, unusual, I guess you can say. Cause it wasn't getting none of that stuff anymore. I wasn't eating it. So, cause the, the whole saying about you are what you eat is actually really true. Um, without putting any type of starches in my body. And after going like a week or two without any of that stuff. So like literally my body was relying on my own body fat for energy. I will say this. I actually felt like 1000% good. So you'd be surprised what bread, pasta, rice, what that's actually doing to you when you're consuming it. You'd be surprised. Because, yeah, yes, it does give you the energy to go through the day. You know, you, you eat bread, you have, you know, you call all the carbs, you eat carbs. You got the energy to go through the day. But it feels like a different type of energy versus using your own body fat. It's just so weird to say it like that. But your own body fat seems like... How, how can I put this? So you think of it like gasoline, right? Or like, like fuel, right? I would say using your own body fat for your body's energy is like using cleaner fuel and carbs is like, it's a, it, it's a fuel source, but it's not so clean. That's the analogy I'll make for that. Um, I think uh, for some of you guys who follow me, for a while now know that I used to talk about how I had these really, really, really bad leg pains. Like I felt like a thousand needles stabbing me up my leg every now and then. And it mostly happened at night. Um, I am actually happy to say it now. I was always holding off saying this because I didn't want to like jinx myself and be like, yeah, you know, everything's good. And then things are not, you know, 
Uh, people have said that keto diet is a miracle. Some have even said it works to reverse your type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure. Yes, I'm, gonna, I'm about to get into that. Uh, have you found that to be true? Um, yeah. And so, so here's the thing about that. Um, like one, one of the problems with type 2 diabetics that they kind of suffer from is what's called um, the uh, leg neuropathy or just um, diabetic neuropathy, basically. The, the damage to the nerve ending because of the high amounts of glucose in the blood. Uh, and that, that act absolutely sucks. I would never, I would never wish that on, on, on my worst enemy. Okay. So, you know, I just, it totally sucks. And I used to complain about that here on YouTube when I was, cause I'm very open with you guys. I'll t I'm very transparent and talk with you guys about what's going on with me on a personal level, not just, you know, only tech. And I had said that I remember telling you guys about that. Well, I'm safe to say right now to say that I don't have those pains anymore. Like it's, it's very seldom that I have them. I think, in a way, the keto and fasting together really, really, really helped that. Um, I remember Carlos and Ray, when they would come visit me, like they were giving me all kinds of ideas, like, you know, just, just different home remedies that they wanted me to try to help because they really felt bad for me. I mean, seeing me in person and then seeing how I walked, how I moved, they knew I was in pain and they can figure that out uh, just by looking at me. Um, but taking, you know, and, and like I said, like I, I give it to Ray because Ray was the one who was like really, you know, talking to me about fasting and trying it out and whatnot. And um, that's what really got me into it. And from that point on, I mean, I've just been on it and it, it's really helped. It's really helped a lot. Um, has it done anything for my type 2 diabetes? Absolutely, it has. Um, I'll tell people right now that before I ever started fasting, you know, when you check your blood sugar for type 2 diabetics, we check our fasting blood sugar. So what our blood sugar is before we eat, uh, we don't normally check our blood sugars like, you know, four or five times a day. But I started doing it because I wanted to see any any uh, dramatical changes that I can find. Um, and so before I started fasting, my fasting blood sugar in the mornings was between uh, 179 to like, you know, 220. That's really high. Because the normal blood sugar can be, it's supposed to be anywhere between 90 to max out 120, you know. So I was like 100 over at times. And then, so if that was my fasting blood sugar, which was 179 or 220, when I ate breakfast, my blood sugar would skyrocket to like 450, 510. It was that high. Um, my A1C... Trying to remember what that was. I think it was 12. Not so it wasn't good. 11 or 12. Wasn't good uh, from the last time that uh, blood work was done on me. Um, from fasting right now, when I check my blood sugar, my fasting blood sugar in the morning is about you know 118 to sometimes 130. So it has dropped dramatically. And uh, when I eat, so after you know, at 2:30 when I eat a meal, my blood sugar would still kind of go kind of high. It would still kind of get up to like, you know, 225, um, sometimes 180, depending on what I eat. Like if it's like, like if I go and I fry me like a piece of steak and then put it in the oven and, you know, just kind of like heat it up. The way I normally cook steak for my wife, like if I cook steak and I eat that, you know, my blood sugar will go up to about like 180, 190. Um, if I eat something normal, this is like, this is where like when I was off the keto and just fasting only. Uh, my blood sugar will get up to like 200, 220, around there. Um, so it's really dropped dramatically. 
apparently, if you can get your blood sugar controlled long enough, you know, while you're losing the weight, you can recover because type two diabetes is very, very different from type one. Um, type two diabetes, it's you are diabetic because of your body weight. If you get your body weight under control, you'll be okay. Because with type two diabetes, your body still makes insulin. It's just because of your body mass, it doesn't make like the amount of insulin it makes is not enough to regulate and control the glucose in your blood at, you know, being, you know, a, 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 a heavy body mass. Cause I, I consider myself heavy. Some people look at me and see me in person and be like, bro, you, you're not as fat as you say you are, but I still consider myself fat because I am technically my ID says five, five, but I know for a fact, I'm like five, three and some, some inches. Uh, but I'm like five, three right now. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm averaging when I weigh myself between 165 and 168. Um, so that's pretty, uh, according to health physicians, that's, that's, that's not good. You know, it's not terrible. You know, if I was like where I was a year ago, I was at 205 pounds. That's pretty big for someone who's five, three to kind of carry all that weight on the small frame. So um, yeah, currently at 165, between 165, 168, kind of flutters back and forth. Um, so I, I, I do want to kick keto back into high gear. Um, Ray's been kind of scolding me on that. And he's like, cause Ray does it. If you don't follow Ray, AKA unlock custom droids, uh, on, uh, Instagram, you should follow him because he does share like the things that he makes, you know, like what he makes for dinner. One of the dinners that he made was consistent of all meat. It was three different dishes and it was all consistent of meat. You know, he had kebabs, I think he had a steak and he had like, like a chicken dish. And it's just all meat, but it's like three different things. So he, he like the way I see it is he kind of tricks his mind into thinking that he's having a three course dinner or, he, or he's having like, you know, his mains with side dishes when the side dishes are meat as well as his main part of the dishes meat. So it's all meat, but it's just three different things. So it's kind of gives that different perspective, you know, kind of like tricking your mind. So anyways, that's just my little update on fasting. And um, yeah, so i Went beyond my one hour mark. That's totally cool. But I do want to thank everybody that did jump in and hang out with this live stream. Like I said, we covered visible for a little bit. Talked about Twitter spaces. So if you guys missed those segments, you guys can always just rewatch the live stream and go to those points and listen in on what was talked about. Um, shout out to Carlos for being here and just dropping some knowledge on Clubhouse, Blaze 760, Metalhead 555. Gene, thank you for being here as well. Um Baby Yoda, thanks for being here too and checking out the live stream. Eric, thanks for popping in here. Appreciate that. To the troll that first came inside here and said I had something on my face. Yes, I do now. It's the Mario window. <laughs> and then whoever this person is that's like, uh, want to become famous? <laughs> no, I don't have any ambitions of being famous. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for right now, guys. I'm going to jam out for the rest of the day. Thank you guys so much. Um, see you guys in the social world. And uh, yeah, until next time, peace.